0: you scared to death, Negro? Hey. Him from the ever police stretcher. No
1: cameras catch it. Chop you off in the rival hood. You rather be arrested. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do
2: it live. Welcome, welcome, and welcome to episode number seven of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen continuing to like subscribe share it to your friends, tell your mama tell you tell your girlfriends boyfriends everybody about this show. I appreciate all the love and the support that I have received so far uh it's it's been a it's been a definitely an interesting interesting week for me in particular, but man, I'm so happy just to come in and pod man i it's really like something that's that's like super 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 awesome for me so we're gonna have a great show man i'm in a fantastic 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 mood fantastic mood let's pod that was ghost of soldier slim by j electronica featuring jay-z off the album a written testimony if you want to download or stream or however you consume music um Now we're going to do, which I did not do last episode and I apologize for, we're going to do my favorite segment. I'm calling it my favorite even though I skipped it. Bronx Facts. The Thane Family Forest at the New York Botanical Garden in the Bronx is New York City's largest remaining portion of the forest that once covered the city. In addition, the Borough of the Bronx is the greenest borough in New York City with 25% of its land dedicated to parklands and forests. That is your Bronx fact of episode number seven.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: So like I said before, man, I'm just in a very, very, very great mood. Um, you know, I want to make sure I cover as much as I can in this pod, but Um, Last episode, I did a whole bunch of Corona stuff, and it is the most prevalent topic um, that is going on right now. But this episode, I want to do as little Corona as possible. Like, I'm really like, I don't want to talk about Corona, even though it is very, very prevalent. I'm going to give you some brief news on it just to get it out of the way, and then there will be no more Corona talk I want to continue to urge everyone to please stay safe, protected and protect yourself, family and loved ones, because this is a very serious issue. But really, man, I don't really want to talk about this coronavirus anymore because it's just a very, very heavy topic that, you know, just gets morale down. People want to hear pods and watch videos and and things that help them escape. You know what I'm saying? Because the news is, is sad. It's it brings a damper down on things. So. Um, I'm going to give you the latest in the Corona news and then I'm off Corona. So let's start with New York. Um, Governor Cuomo dramatically ramped up New York's coronavirus response on Friday, ordering a statewide lockdown that will shutter most businesses and places um, with strict new restrictions on residents as the number of cases in the state surged above 7000. Governor Cuomo is quoted to say, when I talk about the most drastic action we can take, this is the most drastic action we can take. The governor said he has ordered non-essential businesses to shut down starting Sunday evening. The order will not apply to essential businesses, which include grocery stores, banks, pharmacies and other companies critical to public health and safety. New Yorkers are Urged to stay indoors with limited exceptions for essential jobs and errands, emergencies, and solo exercise as the number of COVID-19 related deaths in the state rose to 7,000. That's the New York level. On the national level, Senate Republicans introduced a package that will provide hundreds of billions of dollars in business loans, large corporate tax cuts, and checks as much as $1,200 for taxpayers. The Labor Department reported a 30% increase in unemployment claims last week, one of the largest on record. The department has asked state officials to delay releasing precise numbers. Um, Doctors, nurses, and frontline medical workers across the United States say they face a dire shortage of masks, surgical gowns, and eye gear. And researchers in the United States, China, and Europe are racing to produce a vaccine. And uh, there's other things in it that, like there's the guy, the Republican senator from North Carolina who like got intel uh, and sold like hundreds of thousands of stocks before the markets plunged due to the virus, which is like he's under scrutiny. Have an investigation. His name is Richard Burr. If you want to do your own independent research, there's a lot of things that tie together in with this virus It's not just the virus itself. Putting people's lives at risk there's a whole bunch of other ramifications and again i'm not gonna sit here and spend more time than i want to on corona that's the information those are the basic facts the new york facts and the federal level facts or the the nationwide level facts you guys can do your own research i'm here to pod i'm here to have fun um i do want to inform i feel like that's very important but last episode man it was too much corona talk for me i listened back i did not like what i heard it it depressed me you know what i'm saying so um i'm gonna get off this corona talk right now i just want to urge everyone please stay safe please stay protected please protect yourselves families and loved ones please extend helping hands if you can um please do not spread this virus and follow all of the cdc guidelines as to keep yourself safe limit the spread of the virus and to keep others safe around you we will get through this together as we always do and that is all the corona talk that i want to do for today so now i played jay electronica ghost of soldier slim uh in the beginning of the pod because i want to spend some time on his album his album is called a written testimony again if you want to download stream um And Jay Electronica is an interesting individual. Um, He's a he's a rapper from New Orleans, I believe, New Orleans, Louisiana. If I'm wrong, please forgive me. Um, And he set the world on fire with his first song. It was called Exhibit C, and it came out in 2009. And I was how old? I? I was 16 years old when this came out. Shout out to Samuel Gompers High School. Um, and when he came out, he had, he had all the makings of a star because he had elite level lyricism and wordplay. He had elite level similes and metaphors and he had elite level support, right? Just Blaze did exhibit C. He produced it. He talked about how he got cosigns from Nas, from Jay-Z, from uh, Diddy, from, T.I. like he he already had that support. So they, of course, being the level of stars, moguls, businessmen, music ears and all that knew what he was capable of. So they co-signed. Awesome. And then after Exhibit C, he basically disappeared. He fell off the earth for 11 years. We can blame Erica Badu and her mythical box. It's very well possible (laughs) that she is the catalyst for it hey you know what I'm saying it is possible it could be Erica's fault Erica the mythical box but he was gone for 11 years and then he finally came back 2020 with his album a written testimony and we gonna talk about that for a little while now um I don't I'm, I'm trying I was trying my best to figure out the ways to like break this down layer by layer right Because you could look at this on the micro level or the macro level, the broad view or the very specific view. Right. The background, of course, is he comes. This is his debut album. Right. This is his first introduction, introducing you more to him as an artist. Anyone could put out a song, but how do you put together an album? And when you come off the 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 way that you impacted us with Exhibit C, which was 11 years ago, of course, the expectations are to hear a lot, to hear a lot of things from you. Right. When um, I seen that this was coming out first, I didn't believe it because he is not a reliable individual in terms of releasing music. And then I seen that Jay-Z was behind it. And I was like, OK, he's doing it with Roc Nation. Cool. But then I seen that Jay-Z was going to be featured on every song. And I was like, huh, like this don't even I didn't really think it was true. Jay Z only collaborates with the top of the top, and not that Jay like isn't—he's just not a proven commodity. But he actually confirmed was to be featured on every song, right? Ghost of Soldier Slim—you heard Jay Z. But here's here's where we're gonna like turn it. i want to try to give you every piece of my brain with this album, or at least how my my brain works, right? We. Basically, this is Watch the Throne 2, if you will, right? Jay-Z and another rapper going bar for bar featured on every song together, right? Watch the Throne 1 was, of course, with Kanye West. And when it comes to things that I'm really, like, into when I really love, I become crazy. Like, I get crazy. I get fanatical. I get, like, my brain just goes to another, another stratosphere where I get super focused on it. And I listen to this shit. I want to say I listen to this shit like 10 times. Like, so I just, I have a lot of like thoughts about it and, and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with the good. And then I'm going to go to the not so good. First, I like that Hove is still in shape. He is more than in shape. And that's kind of a big gift and a curse. But we're going to stay on the good. There's elite level lyricism. Which is what you come to expect. Um, I'm happy to hear Jay Electronica after the 11-year absence. I'm just happy to hear him. And I love old nigga rapping. I love it. I love to hear seasoned veterans rap. That's why I was kind of really disappointed in Wayne because he's just a super, super, super veteran and you gave me that bullshit. But whatever. I'm not talking about Wayne. I just love to hear old niggas rap old seasoned vets of the game give you their old seasoned vets of the game experience in their rhymes i love hearing that shit i love it so when you look at it on that lens it's great you love you jlx back hove is there hove is still sharper as sharp as ever sharp as ever 50 years old so it's fantastic in that regard but here's where we're gonna go into the into the where i have questions criticisms and other concerns on this project first anytime that anyone had ever mentioned jay electronica in hip-hop circles we always went to exhibit c right jay electronica has had the luxury of dropping a five-minute gangbuster track and disappearing so you don't know anything about him. You don't know, like, in terms of, you don't know his highs, his lows, or his middle ground because all you know is Exhibit C, right? It's basically like a Lauryn Hill effect. Miseducation is one of the most fantastic albums ever, but we don't know what Lauren could have been or wanted to be after that because we just didn't hear it. And in Jay Electronica's case, this is worse than Lauryn Hill because it was one song and then disappeared. Got what Erica Badu fell off the planet. So there's a lot of things that you want, I guess the expectations that I had to hear it because this is your debut, this is your introduction to the world and your long absence. No one ever could criticize you accurately because we didn't know, we didn't have a lot of information, right? We say, okay, well, when people ask questions related to j J-elect, is J-Electronica elite level lyricism? You just say Exhibit C. Can J-Electronica produce a extremely great body of work? You say Exhibit C. Is J-Electronica a top tier lyricist even though it's only not a proven body of work? Exhibit C. 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 That was just the answer to every J-Electronica question. Exhibit C. And again, I'm just, I would like for you guys to hear Exhibit C. So you could fully understand what I'm saying, as it relates to this album. Listen to Exhibit C first, and listen to this album, so you could kind of like get into my my thought process on this, right? The first mistake, or the or not the first mistake, but the gift and the curse of Jay Z is Jay Z adds another level of swag, gravitas, uh, um, just elite bars and a persona and aura to your song. When you have Jay-Z on a song, it takes it to a different level because I hold him in the regard. And a lot of people do as the greatest rapper ever. That's how I hold him. But it's also a curse because Jay-Z's greatness can show your flaws. Right. Jay-Z's greatness can show your weaknesses. Right. So when it comes to a debut, this is about you. Right. This is about you. This is about your journey your life, your process, your bars. This is supposed to be about you. When you feature Jay-Z so heavily, naturally, it takes some of the attention off of you. And that's fine if you hold your own. But in my opinion, Jay Electronica did not hold his own. And we're going to get into that. I was, again, trying to like... Put all my thoughts down in a in a coherent way, so I could just lead you down the trail. But I know it's gonna be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Ideas, ideas, ideas. So whatever, I'm just gonna go with it. In my opinion, I I see that I don't like I don't know what still what Jay Electronica can do, if that makes sense. Lyrically, I don't know what he can do, if that makes sense, because. The whole time I'm listening to this and I listen to it like 10 times, I'm thinking, man, this is a great Jay-Z album. And that should not be the case. This is your album. This is this is your introduction. So Jay-Z is the gift and the curse because it's a gift that you have ho, because it just brings a level level of attention to you, which is what you need after 11 year absence. But it's a curse if you have ho because if you can't keep up, then you're gonna look bad. And in my opinion, Jay Electronica got outclassed. He got outshined. He got outbarred. He got outswagged. He got out everything on this project. He did. So I'm like, I'm I'm actually I need I need to like talk to somebody about it. So I'm texting my guy, my one of my great friends. Shout out Anthony. And I'm texting. Him, I'm like sending bricks. You know, and he knows me, so he's like, let him get all of this shit out, right? I'm texting him bricks and I'm I'm in my mind I'm saying, "Yo, like I don't I never heard an album and wanted to hear another artist make an album more, right? Cuz with Watch the Throne with Kanye, it was equal. Hov outclassed Kanye in some songs, but Kanye outclassed Hov in some songs, and overall you can say they're great partners. They're partners. There's no there's no uh disproportionate amount of of uh effort or work put in by either party. You could call it 50-50. And that's what you want to hear from a joint album. 50-50. And with Ho, with Jay-Z it's amazing. I think that he's performing amazing. But electronica compared to him is just mediocre so my question is well why would you put this out you know what i'm saying why why would you step on the court with kobe and your smush parker you know it's just it's very confusing so i leave the album thinking well do i want to be bothered with more electronica stuff you know what I'm saying? Like, you made us wait, us true hip-hop fans, wait 11 years for a Jay-Z showcase. For all that, Jay-Z could have put this album out on his own. And again, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm not saying that he's rapping poorly. I'm saying, why would you put yourself in a non-win situation? Right? In my opinion, a debut album is supposed to be your... uh uh way to expose yourself to the world and you're hiding behind the shield that is jay-z you're hiding right and it's like it's hard to outshine jay-z regardless right any song featuring jay-z you can argue that he you know what i'm saying he he did he outclassed everyone i could name maybe four times where jay-z got outshined it was on Run This Town, and that was Kanye West. Ape Shit, that was Beyonce. Uh, Renegade, that was Eminem. And uh I think that's it. Honestly, like in my brain, like I think that's it. Where you can honestly say, Oh, and Monster on Kanye's album, uh Dark Twisted, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Nicki Minaj. So that's the level you have to go on. So you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. This is a 10 song album. One song is an intro. So nine actual songs. Where you have to rise to the level of slaying this dragon. That four people in my brain have only been able to do. And they've only done it legitimately once. Right? So you just putting yourself... In a situation where what what do we take from this do we take okay boom you know what we just have so much respect for jay that his presence alone kind of just warps our view do we take it as we're just happy to hear from jay electronica do we take it as um you know maybe this is just a sign of things to come you know we don't know but just given that no one can ever really quantify your abilities, and I'm talking about Jay Electronica, because of Exhibit C, 11 years ago, to now, where we still don't even have an answer. Because this album is just Jay-Z. And it's not that Jay Elect didn't do anything. I want to make sure that I'm clear. It's just that Jay-Z's level is so much higher, it appears, than Jay Electronica's level. To where... We always only kept Jay Electronica this high because we only heard one song. But now that I hear you over a body of work, the eliteness that I thought you had takes a significant dive when you have to stand next to somebody elite. It's like when you're at the park and the one kid who's better than all the other little kids when you have to play with the big kids, you see that. Oh, wait, he ain't that good. You know what I'm saying? So. It just leaves me with a whole bunch of questions. Why feature Hove more than yourself? Why allow Hove to take over your project? Why build this as your highly anticipated debut album if you're not on your A game? And why are you comfortable watching Jay-Z go for 81 while you played the entire 40 48 minutes of the game? It it just leaves me with more questions than answers. Right? It it's hard to outshine Jay-Z regardless. But if you took an eleven year break and we already review you in this upper echelon of rappers off one song and all the cosigns that you have, when it's time for you to go, you better go. And he didn't go. He didn't go. He he did not go. He was so comfortable just letting Jay-Z shine, which is maybe the humbleness or just the respect that he has for Jay-Z. I don't know. I don't know him. But as a consumer and as a super fan of the art form, this is not it. It's not it. It ain't it. And there are good songs on it. It's It's a good album, but that's looking at it on the On the broad scale, the broad spectrum. Yeah, it's okay. It's good, right? It's a good album. But just with all those factors in it, Exhibit C, 09, Falling off the planet for 11 years due to Erica Badu or otherwise. And then coming out as their highly anticipated debut featuring Jay-Z and letting Jay-Z just take over the entire game. It's like when you play 2K and you get into takeover mode. That's what Jay-Z did on all these songs. He went into takeover mode. So it just left me with more questions than answers. And it is honestly leaving me at the point where I don't know if I want to hear any more J-Electronica music. That's how much I'm holding. That's like, like you ordinarily, you could see the evolution of an artist. But since we didn't have that, do I want to hear you're next. The reason why we I hold Kanye so highly is because we saw his evolution. College dropout, late reg, graduation, eight oh eight, uh, then Dark Twisted Fantasy, Yeezus, Pablo. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you saw his evolution. The late registration, college dropout was the classic soul samples. You know, jazz influenced songs, Graduation Electronic, 808s, it was a true emotional album. Dark Twisted Fantasy, the greatest hip hop album ever. Yeezus went back to experimental. Life of Pablo more mainstream. Like you saw different stages. Do I want to sit and hear five to six albums from Jay Electronica based off this performance? I don't. I don't. I want to hear Jay Z more. I want Jay-Z to put out his next album. And, And I shouldn't. Because, again, this is Jay Electronica's debut album. Snoop wouldn't be Snoop without Doggy Style. Nas wouldn't be Nas without Illmatic. Jay wouldn't be Jay without Reasonable Doubt. Kanye wouldn't be Kanye without College Dropout. Where is your place where you put your flag in the ground where is it it took you 11 years to do this that's what i don't understand so again guys i urge you to hear it come to your own conclusions and please get back to me on it because i ranting and raving about it but you know put your own conclusions on it on a mic and a macro level on a large grand level it's a good album but when you dig into the background and how it sounds based off all the information you have or don't have it leaves you saying Jay Electronica is average It's he's average and you don't make me wait 11 years for some mediocre bullshit and that's just me as a consumer again I'm not a rapper Jay Electronica is gonna outshine me bar for bar any day of the week but nah bro, it ain't it chief It ain't it. So if I had to give it a rating out of five, I would give it a. I would give it a three out of five, three being good. And it's two and a half out of those three. I give it out of five is from Jay-Z. So that's that on that. Like, but again, I urge you guys to listen to it and I urge you guys to hear Exhibit C first. Listen to Exhibit C first. Then put it in your mind that you didn't hear from him for 11 years and then listen to this and maybe you can just see where I'm going with that on that level. I just think that it couldn't have lived up to the hype and it didn't because you put yourself in a non-win situation. And you can follow me and hit me on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood, Instagram R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D, Twitter, Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood N-G-H-B-R-H-D, no vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter. Um, I ask every week for questions you guys send them in I really really truly appreciate it and let's get into it so the first question says (laughs) I heard your story of the woman you encountered at three o'clock and again if you did not hear that story go listen to episode three I believe it is you're gonna know what I'm talking about three o'clock do you have any other interesting date stories um i do i do i have a few um let me see which ones i can that are pod uh uh, appropriate um let's i could give you maybe i could give you two if i don't talk too much uh in telling the stories um the first one let me think um This one taught me that, uh, dang, how can I even, this one taught me that people are are definitely odd, if it, and I guess you could see what I mean by that in a, in a moment. Um, basically, I'm talking to this woman, and after three o'clock, I became very, very more thorough. In terms of what I will accept. What I won't accept. In terms of the getting to know you process. You know. With 3 o'clock. I was just like. Whatever. Let me not be a stick in the mud. Let me not be a stickler. Let me not be this. Curmudgeon. Crotchety. Grumpy dude. And I got burned. But. um, With this time. I said nah. I'm FaceTiming. I'm talking to you daily I'm asking you questions I'm not gonna put myself in a situation to where I'm surprised by anything but this is just the universe you still get surprised um so I'm, I'm talking to this woman um we're having great conversations I'm facetiming her I'm making sure that I'm not gonna be surprised by anything so I'm asking questions like you know of course with the basics like where do you live but you know, do you have kids? Um, you know, what's your relationship with your mama like? You got a good relationship? Or, you know, I'm saying, like, what are your goals, hopes, dreams? Are you about shit? Like, do you want to accomplish things? Do you want to, you know, I'm trying to get as many answers as I can in the beginning. This is like a big screening process. And she's she's rolling with the punches. So it's cool. I ask every question she answers. It doesn't seem that like she's lying about anything, right? So finally, we go out, ask her where she lives. She told me she lived in Harlem. Cool. I got a little, um, I got, what did I do? What did I do with this? Oh, I took her to a little sip and paint place in Harlem where you paint and you drink. And then we we're going to go out to eat, right? Cool. It's fun. You paint the little shit on the thing. You drink. It loosens you up and you can go eat, talk. Cool. Nothing crazy. So we go to the thing. I'm drinking, she's drinking, we painting, we laughing, we having a good time. That's cool. Then we go to eat. We eating, we talking, it's, it's flowing, it's flowing, it's cool, it's great. So then I ask, I say, yeah, you know, so, well, you know, how are you getting home? You know, I don't mind paying for a cab, you know, it's just so you get home safe. Um, you know, because, and you live in Harlem, so it shouldn't be that far. So, you know, how long does it usually take you to get home? And she's like, nah, it was cool today. Um, the trains were fast. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, you live in Harlem. We're on 116th Street. You're either going to catch the 2 to 3. you are going to catch maybe the A to C at 125th and St. Nick. Something quick. Like, you're not going far. And I was like, okay, well, what train you take? And then she said, the Metro North. So I'm like, huh, the Metro North? You You don't live in Harlem? She said, no, I don't live in Harlem. I said, well, where do you live? She said, I live in Connecticut. Okay. Red flag one. Why the fuck are you lying about where you live? It all right, whatever. I go I keep going past that. I'm trying to just get that out of my mind. Like who the fuck lies about where they live? That's number one. Number two, I say, okay, um, it's getting close. We clear we didn't finish our food. So I say, Hey, you wanna i flag the waiter down get you a to-go box, you could pack it up, take it home, or do you want to just have them take it? She was like, no, I want a to-go box. So the guy comes, I said, hey, can I get a to-go box for her food? Then she says, yeah, you know, this would be great, because the kids at home would love to eat this. So I'm like, yo, what? Like, now I'm like, I'm not even trying to be nice no more. So I'm like, what? The kids? What kids? Like, Like, I said it like that, like, kids? What kids? And she's like, my kids and i'm like you got kids (laughs) the fuck like you got kids he was like yeah i have kids they're five four and two and i was like yo what the fuck bro like in my head of course i didn't yell what the fuck bro at the table you know my mama raised me a little better than that i'm like in my mind i'm like yo what the fuck bro you live in connecticut and you got three kids so you're just a liar you're just a straight up liar so i'm like you got kids 542 in my mind then her number was deleted out of my phone her number contact information was blocked you offer all social media platforms and you blocked on all social media platforms because i don't fuck with liars i don't i don't fuck with liars so we come out i, I you know i say okay get, i didn't pay for no cabs to the metro north i ain't walking to the metro north station i got my cab i went home the number was deleted out of my phone the number was blocked blocked on all social media platforms because who lies on their kids who does that on the kids you gonna lie on the kids on the kids bruh you gonna lie on the kids you ever heard like when people be talking and you be like yo you lying bro dead ass you lying And they'd be like yo all my kids i ain't lying you lied on the kids dog on the kids on the kids, bruh. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah, she was a dub. A dub. How are you the king of New York and you live in Connecticut? And how are you going to lie on the kids, bruh? On the kids? Come on. The second one, if I could go really quick, is I was at, I was in Harlem again, but this chick was from the Bronx. She was really from the Bronx. Uh, we were in Harlem. We did, what did we do? I don't remember what we did in the first part of the evening, but then we went, we ended up at. It's a place on 125th Street on the west side called Chez Luchin. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Basically, you went in there. I just wanted to go in there real quick for drinks because we were in the area. And if you know the area, it's the train. Then it's the Starbucks on the corner, the Starbucks coffee on the corner. It's 125th on the west side. Then it's the check cashing spot. Then it's the Chez Luchin. Then it's the Red Rooster. And I wanted to go into Red Rooster because I just a little more familiar with it. But it seemed too packed. Couldn't get in. So like, fuck it. We go in here for drinks. When we go in, they say if you want to go upstairs, they're playing music. There's another bar up there. There's a little space to dance, dance for whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And I'm not a dancer by nature. Like dancing is not my forte. Just keep that, keep it a bean with you. Dancing is not my forte. Um, but I've been drinking a, a little bit, so I'm a little uninhibited. You know, I'm a little loose. So I'm like, all right, whatever. We can go up there. We can have fun. Go up there, get some drinks music song it was like old school night like 2000s night or 2000s era night so they were playing like the old ja rule joints they were playing ashanti joints playing like uh, soldier boy and playing like uh, usher and Lil john and just like music from the 2000 era from the era of the early 2000s so missy was in there ludo was in there dmx you know just music in that era and I'm doing the best I can. I think I'm doing all right cuz she's smiling and everything so I you know, I'm doing my best to dance, but I really am not a great dancer. But in that I'm having fun. I'm just having fun, right? Closer to we've been there maybe for like let's say 45 minutes. A few few more drinks. We we cool. We vibing. Out of in my eye in the corner of my eye, I see a group of people they're huddled up. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, whatever. I I don't pay much attention to it. But then it becomes to be like a little ruckus, like a little commotion. But in my mind, I'm saying, well, there's plenty of security here. i seen them niggas. They patted me down twice. They're big as hell, like football-looking niggas. The security can take care of this because they look equipped to take care of it. So I'm not even fussing with it. I'm still paying attention to, huh? We still vibing. We still cooling. Then I hear arguing now it's arguing so i'm like okay like when is security gonna interject so then security finally goes over there and then the guy yells hey yo get the fuck out of here before i air this whole shit out and if you know what air this whole shit out means i'm gonna pull this gun out and i'm gonna start shooting everybody so when he says that it's maybe i don't i'm still in denial like i'm like no nah, i ain't got nothing in here they patted everybody i ain't got shit but then I look over at the guy who screamed, and I look, he has a gun he ha I see it. I see the gun on his waist, and he's trying to pull it out, but there's someone holding his arm one of the security guards. I look at her, I instantly sobered up, sobered up so fast. I said, "Get your purse, get your phone. We need to get the fuck out of here And I literally put her under my arm like a football. And <laughs> and i stiff-armed everybody get the fuck out of my way ran out of there didn't even call no uber Hailed a cab on the corner and got the fuck out of there i was not dying in there no way no way <laughs> but funny shit i swear to god man funny shit like that always happens and maybe it's me maybe i'm just unorthodox in nature so i attract that energy but i wasn't gonna be no fucking body in harlem hell no hell no if i'm gonna be a body anyway it's gonna be up here in the bronx and ain't gonna be no harlem It ain't gonna be no cousin no nigga airing some shit out in the, in the fucking bar fuck out of here so some interesting some two more interesting stories for you if that answers your question uh the second one says uh who are your top five stand-up comedians now you know i love stand-up comedy i love comedy in general um i have a list here i just i don't again this is my list don't be mad and if you mad whatever hold it hold it in or send me a message on instagram twitter tell me your list and i can tell you it's trash you my top five we can go from one to five number one dave chappelle you already know what i feel about dave chappelle if you haven't listen back to my old episodes number two richard pryor number three chris rock number four bernie mac number five martin lawrence top five right there honorable mention though honorable mention. D.L. Hughley and Wanda Sykes. Shout out to them. And the last one says, how have you been passing the time while quarantined? As you know, we're in these quarantine streets. Um, But I've been making the best of my time, honestly. I've been writing a lot. Really, I've been like writing, 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 writing. I've been writing everything I can think of. Just getting all my ideas down on paper. I'm that kind of person. I need to plan an attack. I can't do shit off the cuff. Like, everything I do has to be a plan attached to it. That's just how I function the best. So I've been writing. I've been writing, writing, writing. Um, I've been watching a lot of stand-up because I love stand-up comedy. But listen to a lot of music. And um, I've been hanging out with my cat, of course. That's my baby. Um, she's always around. And last, I've been watching, like, people I respect do interviews. Like So I've been watching, like, a whole bunch of hove interviews <clears throat> i've been watching like nipsey do interviews i've been watching like Royce the five nine interviews i've been watching um like drink championship shit, like places where people interview hot 97 breakfast club all that shit big boys neighborhood all the places where they do interviews and just people in the game who are like tenured long have longevity all that shit and i've been like picking up jewels like ju- they just drop jewels drop jewels drop jewels drop jewels and i just been picking them up consuming them like watching these black elites just drop knowledge on you. For free. It's free game. That's why I love it. It's free game. I just been watching so many interviews, just getting so much perspectives from people I respect in the game. And not even in the necessarily the podcast game, but just in the business of entertainment. Right? So, you know, what from don't matter who it is, it could be Vince Staples, it could be Two Chains, it could be um, a le- re- record label executive, like, uh, who's, who's a prominent executive, um, like LA Reed or something, right? It just, in this entertainment game, they do interviews and they drop so much knowledge. It's, it's just something that I want to just keep watching and get more and more and more and more from. So that's what I've been doing to pass my time in these quarantine streets. And thank you again, again, again. I appreciate all the questions. I appreciate all the questions, all the input. Man, I really, really, truly appreciate it. I'm seven episodes in, and you guys make me feel like I'm a seasoned vet, man, with all the support and all the questions that you guys have and all the interaction that you guys do with me. I really, truly appreciate it. So keep them coming. I encourage you to do so. And those, that's my segment for now because right? I could talk way longer, but I'm just trying to keep it concise next on the docket we have the sports my sports lane again remember sports is basically canceled because of the outbreak of this virus but um a lot of things have been happening in the nfl uh with nfl free agency period the league year has started um i really just only want to talk about two things because uh, a lot a lot of things have happened but just two things i want to like pay attention to fully like um the first one is tom brady as you know, if you don't know, Tom Brady, uh, the 20-year quarterback of the New England Patriots, nine-time Super Bowl appearances, 2 six-time Super Bowl winner, three-time league MVP, has moved on. He has left the New England Patriots uh, to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two-year deal, $50 million. Um, he is 43 years old um, currently, and the Patriots basically just gave up on him, and he was allowed to hit free agency. Signed with the Buccaneers. They have a great team. Now, at least on offense, Tom Brady, the quarterback, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, Cameron Brate. They're going to be something to watch. So good for Brady, man. Good for him. You don't stay with people who don't appreciate you. That's the moral of the story. Tom Brady definitely knows his worth. He said he wants to play until he's 45, the way this contract is set up. He will do that. I think that the Patriots could have, no, not could have should have obliged that man and let him finish his career the way he wanted to in New England. I think that's severely fucked up, in my opinion, but it just goes to show you the sports is a business. When the team wants to get rid of you, they can, they will, and they don't give a fuck about it. So, um, shout out to Tom Brady, knowing your worth, finishing the career the way you want. I hope that you have a very successful campaign with the Bucks And... We'll see what happens with that. Um, but the second that I really want to hone in on, I want to spend a little time on, is the, the the situation that happened with Bill O'Brien, the Houston Texans, DeAndre Hopkins, the Arizona Cardinals. Last week, there was a trade uh, where DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick were sent from the Houston Texans to the Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson and a uh, second-round pick... I believe, a second-round pick and a third-round pick. So you trade DeAndre Hopkins, and if you do not know, if you're not familiar with him, he is arguably the number one receiver in the NFL, right? There was the, uh, the upper echelon. Before Antonio Brown did this all his bullshit, in my opinion, and I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm biased, it was Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins. Those are the best wide receivers in the league, in my opinion. Michael Thomas is in there now. Um, and we were trying to i'm in my mind i'm saying well why in, on god's green earth would the texans trade DeAndre Hopkins they have Deshaun Watson like he's a young quarterback he needs a reliable wide receiver in order to grow and then Michael Irvin shout out to him um who's a former wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys but now he does analyst work for NFL Network appeared on ESPN And gave basically the inside scoop. He said he talked to DeAndre Hopkins and he got a bit of information as to why um, DeAndre Hopkins was dealt. So I'm going to play the clip for you because he explains it way better than me. And then I'll react to it
1: after. Uh, It it was a bit of a power struggle there because Bill O'Brien thought Coach O'Brien thought he had too much influence over the locker room. He called DeAndre Hopkins in a meeting to talk about this and to kind of just hash it out. In that meeting, he started the meeting with telling DeAndre Hopkins this. That blew my mind when DeAndre told me this. He said, he told DeAndre Hopkins, he said, hey, uh, the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. I was like, what? did He he put in Aaron Hernandez in this meeting? He said, yes, he did. He said, Michael, that blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why would he equate me with Aaron Hernandez. And from there, the meeting just deteriorated. You know, he got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins because DeAndre Hopkins has uh, a few kids and and, and from different, different, different women. And he said, you know, he told DeAndre he doesn't like that he has his baby mamas around sometimes. And and from that, I think the relationship just went bad. And thus, we got a trade of DeAndre Hopkins.
2: So my first reaction to this is anger off the rip. Like I'm very sensitive to things like this. Bill O'Brien, I'm going to go out and say it. Bill O'Brien is racist. He's a racist. He is a racist. A racist. You tell you have a meeting with someone. You tell him the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. If you don't know who Aaron Hernandez is, Former tight end from the University of Florida and the New England Patriots who was convicted for a double murder, serving life in prison and ultimately took his own life in jail. You equating DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron Hernandez. You hear Michael Irvin say. I haven't done anything wrong. I've never been in any off the field issues like that. I don't even roll in those types of circles. How are you equating me with him? That's number one. Number two, who the fuck is Bill O'Brien? Like, let's let's be honest. Sports fans, this is where I need y'all to think about. Who the fuck is Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien is the coach right now of the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien made his bones in New England under Bill Belichick, and uh, and then he went to Penn State. Uh, He took over after the whole fiasco with Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky. Bill O'Brien hasn't done shit in this league he hasn't done shit in this league bill o'brien won a whole bunch of games with tom brady and bill belichick he didn't do shit i don't i firmly believe that bill o'brien did not do anything with that and basically got all his opportunities off of his skin color and just the when you come from new england Patriots system when you learn under bill belichick people overvalue or put a high level of value on what you can do. He went to Penn State. He didn't win shit at Penn State. He is in Houston. He hasn't won shit in Houston. He's an average, mediocre coach and a worse GM. Who the fuck are you to, one, tell someone, the last time I had a meeting like this was Aaron Hernandez, and I don't want your baby mamas around. So you're an incompetent, inconsistent, racist who the fuck are you like who are you who are you you're not you're nothing you're nobody the houston texans can replace you tomorrow and they won't they will be they won't be worse and they'll probably be better they're worse now that you gave up deandre hopkins you're fucking bugging you're bugging he's a fucking racist and he's and he's not even good at his job Who trades the arguably number one wide receiver and gets David Johnson, a running back who underperformed, who got replaced in the middle of the season by another running back and has a terrible contract. Who does that? So that goes to your intelligence, which you have none of. None. It is. I hate seeing shit like this. I hate seeing shit like this. And to top it off, when Bill O'Brien was with the New England Patriots, remember that's where he made his bones. Tom Brady is the quarterback. We all love Tom Brady. We respect Tom Brady. Tom Brady has had has not has had has children by multiple women. Does anyone say Tom Brady? We don't want your baby mamas around. Does anybody say that? Does would anyone ever equate Tom Brady to Aaron Hernandez? So this this is the prevalent racism that is still out out here and racism is not just calling someone black and n-word racism is this this is racism the last time i had a meeting like this was with aaron hernandez you have too much of influence on this team and i don't want to see your baby mamas around what type of shit is that what type of shit is that who does that who the fuck is he He's nobody. He ain't win shit. The Texans have not won shit since he was a coach. He got that job in 20. Damn, I want to say it was 2013. I'm, I'm freestyling right now. I don't know. So from 2013 to 2020, you haven't won shit. You haven't proven anything. And you didn't even draft DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe he did. I'm not sure. Again, I don't know when he got that job so nah bro i ain't rolling i ain't rolling and this is why i love people who come out and say express themselves well if you have not seen please i encourage you to watch shannon sharp's breakdown of that i encourage you to watch stephen a smith's breakdown of that i encourage you to watch ryan clark's breakdown of that and this is again another reason why i love 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 jamel hill i love jamel hill and i respect jamel hill because jamel hill is one of those people that you ain't gonna do no type of shit like that Jamel Hill got the boot from ESPN because she was saying some real shit. Trump is a fucking racist. And she got the boot stick to sports. But nah, bro. See, this is when when they tell when they try to silence us like this. This is when things are allowed to run rampant like this. Bill O'Brien was empowered to do that because he knows that there's basically no ramifications for his actions. And that's fucked up. You don't say that to someone. I don't want to see your baby mamas around. But even though when you were coaching someone who is white and has children by multiple women, you would never say those words. So Bill O'Brien, bro, I don't fuck with you. Deshaun Watson, who was the quarterback of the Houston Texans, another proud black man. I'm not going to put no pressure on you. You can handle that in your own way, but I would need some answers. I need some answers because that's bullshit straight up. It's bullshit, straight up bullshit. No off-the-field issues. Never got in trouble with nobody. Never did anything outside the law. Never, as his time in the NFL, never even got like a speeding ticket. You have too much influence over this team. I don't want to see your baby mamas around. The last time I had this interview, it was with Aaron Hernandez. What are you saying? Nah, bro, I ain't rolling. I ain't rolling with that. That's straight-up bullshit. And I hope Bill O'Brien get his ass handed to him. I hope. Because that's bullshit straight up and down and he's a fucking racist. And I don't play that. I don't play that. Alright, I'm off of that. I'm off of that. But that's that was bullshit. And uh yeah, I hope that he get his ass handed to him. I hope he get what he's owed. Cause I don't fuck with shit like that. I don't. Fuck that. And the last topic we ended on a great note is this video I came across on Instagram. Is basically a little girl, and the reason why I love this video, because us black people and Hispanic and other minorities and other kids, not even this is not even a race thing. This is just a kid's thing, because I fully remember being in situations like this. Um, a little girl is sitting in a car. She's got her phone in her hand. She's crying, but she's crying because she's saying her mom doesn't want to buy her something that she wants, and she's crying. She's like, going through it oh why she won't buy me this and i don't like her and all that and it just made me laugh so hard because i remember being that kid asking my mom for something begging her for something she was like no and i didn't have a phone to record and (laughs) and and you know uh let her know how i feel so i would play this joint it's like a minute it really just made me smile from ear to ear because i
1: remember
2: situations just like this
1: This one like a big oompa looking tail never give me what i want shoe i don't want the my old shoes every shoe i picked up she wanted to hate on them that's what she was doing me guys in leg water now no it don't and you don't even see that much white right? You just want to say something. Being cheap. Don't nobody want new balance? We don't like the same shoes as you. Can't be mad because of my style and stuff that I like. Being cheap, knowing that she got money. Ain't want people do stuff like that. Let me sit over here. You ain't got no shoes. I'm not going nowhere with them no more. She don't
2: need to claim me as her journal. Oh my god, that shit is so funny to me, man. She's going through it in that car. Her mama ain't bought her the shoes she want, and she was letting her know. But you know what? As a kid, you always, you always have that moments where your parents don't like get something for you that you want, but you won't cuss at them. So you see that she never cussed nothing. She was crying going through it, but she ain't never cussed. She ain't never fixed up enough to cuss. 'Cause it's just what you was a kid. You you did whatever your parents say. Man, like that shit really just made me smile. I showed my sister she was laughing. I showed my mama she was laughing, like, because we all just remember those moments as kids where you ask your parents for something, you beg them for something, they tell you no, and you're so mad about it. You so mad. I love that shit. I love that shit. That shit really just that brightened my day when i seen it because it's just like yo man that's what is that was that's what being a kid was like your biggest responsibility was you you go to school you come home and you get to cry and and whine about when your mama don't buy you nothing that was just like the beauty of childhood man so shout out to her and shout out to her mama um she probably will end up getting the shoes because that's your parents always end up caving and uh, <laughs> I love that shit, man. That was a great video. I just wanted to share it with y'all. Man, I love that shit. <laughs> she no need to claim me as her child. no more. That's what the shit that you would say. You owe every kid. Every kid says some shit like that. I used to do a thing when I was a kid. When my mom or my grandmom didn't like, do what I wanted them to do. Or they didn't get me what I asked for. I would tell them I'm running away. And I would pack a bag with a toy. And tell them I was moving to South Africa that's just the shit i did as a kid like so shout out to her man shout out to her shout out to her mama man that was awesome that was fucking awesome and that will wrap it up episode number seven in the books bronx bias podcast thank you guys for listening thank you guys for sharing thank you guys for subscribing thank you guys for liking thank you guys for just being engaged involved in tune sending me messages, giving me feedback. I love you guys, I appreciate you guys. And I wanna keep this thing going, man. I wanna keep this rolling. I'm so happy, I'm in a great mood, I'm in a great place. And I am filled with so much inspiration. And I just wanna keep going, man. I just wanna keep going. Keep podding, every week coming in and pod, do the best of my abilities. Again, stay safe. Keep your family, friends, and loved ones protected as much as you can. Keep them safe as much as you can. Follow all the CDC guidelines. Please get enough food for yourself to survive, but be considerate of others. Don't go on and buy 17 container, seventeen things worth of toilet paper because other people need it. Please be considerate. Please don't be afraid to offer a helping hand to people who need it. And keep yourself safe to the best of your abilities. We're going to get through this together because we always do um you know hopefully this pod was able to take your mind off of off of what's going on out here with this virus a little bit i just hope that would bring me so much joy if it was able to and um again let's just keep each other safe guys let's keep each other protected and let's survive this virus um and come out stronger i'm gonna fade you out with a great song and of course you could have guessed it i spent half an hour talking about j electronica so you know it's gonna be exhibit c um it's exhibit c it was a basically a single um you know listen to it i hope you enjoy it this has been the bronx podcast bronx <laughs> the bronx bias podcast episode seven we out
1: hey! Ladies and
0: gentlemen, this time around, the revolution will not be televised.
1: Woo! As
0: we proceed to give you what you need, oh, 9 brother. Get it live, brother. Ladies and gentlemen of the court. Ladies and the, court. In the hearing against the, the state of hip-hop man. versus Daryl Tribe. I present Exhibit C. 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 When I was sleeping on the train Sleeping on a lab out in the rain Without even a single slice of pizza to my name Too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain When New York niggas was calling southern rappers lame But then Jack and I sling I used to get dizzy spells, hear a little ring The voice of an angel telling me my name Telling me that one day I'ma be a great man. Transforming with the Megatron, doll spitting out flames Eating whack, rappers alive, shitting out chains I ain't believe it then, nigga, I was homeless Uh Fighting, shooting dice, smoking weed on the corners Trying to find the meaning of life in the Corona Till the 5 percenters rolled up on the nigga and informed him You either build or destroy, where you come from? The Magnolia Project's in the third world slum It's quite amazing that you rhyme, how you do And that you shine like you grew up in a shrine in Peru Uh Question 14, Muslim lesson 2 Tip diver Civilizer 85-er, I make the devil hit his knees and say to our father Abracadabra, you rockin' with the true and living. shout out to Lights Out, Josephine, Chewy, Bivis Shout out to Baltimore, Baton Rouge My crew Richmond, why y'all debating who the truth was, like Jews and Christians I was on C-Soup B, Broad Street Master, North Philly, South Philly 23rd, Tasker, Six Mile Seven Mile, Hartwell, Crash When niggas really were, pack a U-Haul truck up, put the high beams on, drive up on the Curb at a barbecue and hop up out the back like, what's up? Kill a nigga, rob a nigga, take a nigga, bust up. That's why when you talk that tough talk, I never feel you. You sound real good and you play the part well, but the energy you giving off is so unfamiliar. I don't feel you. We need some. real. Hit me up on the phone, said what you waiting on Tip hit me up with a twit, said what you waiting on Diddy send a text every hour on the dot saying When you gonna drop that first nigga, you taking long So now I'm back spitting that he could pass a polygraph That Reverend Run the the Adidas out on Hollis ass. That FOI Marcus Garvey Nikki Tesla I shock you like a ill electric field, J-Electra Oh my God, go? They call me J-Electronica, fuck that Call me Jelek Hanukkah, Jelek Yamukkah, Muhammad Asalamukkah, Rasulullah Subhanahu Wa Taala through the monitor. My Uzi still weigh a ton. Check the barometer. I'm hotter than the motherfucking sun. Check the thermometer. I'm bringing ancient mathematics back to modern man. My mama told me never throw a stone and hide your hand. I got a lot of family. You got a lot of fans. That's why the people got my back like the Verizon man. I play the back and fade the black and then devise a plan. Out in London, smoking, vibing while I ride the tram Giving out that raw food to lions disguised as lambs And by the time they get their seat top And deploy all their henchmen to come at me from the treetops I'm chilling out at Tweetstock, building by the millions My light is brilliant Arrest my case, Arrest my case. O-line. O-line. Act, three. Act 3 First chapter Things we do without even trying, be better than a lot of y'all records. Don't get mad at me. More than after.